especially as a man, because we're taught to think that our self-worth is in our money, you know? So if your business is what makes your money and your money is what your self-worth is, then if you start making money, your self-worth goes up. And if your money goes down, your self-worth goes down, right? But you need to be able to challenge that to be able to problem solve. So, yeah. so much more clean man how you doing though bro man that's like uh you know when like someone asks question yeah when someone asks me like yo how i'm doing and this is just like a general feeling it should be it i know you care but some people don't even care it's just like a byproduct of asking you yo how are you doing it's more of like a filler towards getting to the actual conversation and i had bare people who always like yo how you doing and you know the thing is i go in i'm like yo you know what i'm feeling like this 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 and that and then i catch myself and i realize i'm like man i'm giving away way too much to like how i'm really doing and then the other side is like if i give you the standards yeah i'm okay it's just like it goes through one year not the other so I need to find like a happy balance of saying, hey, this is what's going on, but I'm good. But you know what? Times are turbulent, but I'm OK. You know, it's more genuine. It's honest, but it doesn't like say too much. Mm-hmm. No, most definitely. A lot of people just don't care. But I care. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, How is Owen Sinday doing? Man, I'm doing great, yo. What's good with you, man? My cousin Carlito is coming down. Um, it's his birthday. It was his birthday last week, but then uh, you know we're gonna like get together at my sister's crib and just like have a like a one two drink and just chill out, bro. And just chill. Out. I actually just bought him like a little bottle, like a little box bottle. So he's coming through like later on in nice. the evening. It's gonna be like a nice, party. Nice. Most definitely. All right, cool. So before we get into it, let's introduce the podcast, man. Hello and welcome. Tell us over over everything podcast. We're your host. I'm Alex. And I'm Owen. And this is the Hustle Everything Podcast, where you receive stories, tips, and strategies from entrepreneurs who've done it. Today on the podcast, we have a wild card episode. For those who don't know, that's when we just kick back and talk and chill and really just chop it up with one another. Mm. So yeah, man, let's get into it, man. You know? I'm excited. No guests today. This is where we get our drinks. You know? Um, you know, you're sipping on a cavi mixed with tea. How's that mixture like, by the way? Yes, I am. Man, it is fantastic. So it's a cavi um, tea. What is it? It's a, not just any tea. It's a Bengali chai. Gavi. So it has like a nutty... Uh, flavor to it so it kind of like goes into like the cinnamons the you know yeah. that kind of a uh, flavor um and uh, then i put a little bit of like a like soy creamer in it no so give it a little uh warm sensation and, and then it made iced tea so it's a of course it's an iced drink so it's it's flavorful the, i'm, I'm happy it's, it's pot, a good thing. that's a perfect potting drink you know it gets you sitting back, you know your thoughts and just like spitting those words, bro. It's a, it's a chill drink for sure, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, so yeah, man, how you doing? You good? I'm good, man. I'm good. Blessed and highly favored. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. How about you, man? I'm good. I just finished therapy. I literally just just finished. Yes, I was gonna ask you about that. How was that, man? It was good. One thing that came up that I thought was very um, important was the uh, was a bullshit list, you know. A bullshit yeah, list. Yeah, bullshit list. It's when uh, you write down the emotions that you feel that hold you back, you know, that bullshit mm. you. And you uh, ha- take inventory of them. So when they come up in your in your day-to-day life, you can, you can have uh, awareness of that coming up and say, hey, this is a bullshit feeling. Let me put it to the back of my mind or let me at least not put it to the back, but let me actually feel it and erase that shit from my day so I can continue on, you know? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that was very important um, as an entrepreneur because there's so many feelings that come up when fires happen and you feel all types of ways, but you need to be able to deal with that, you know, to, to get to yeah. that next step. So having that list, I think is going to be very important for me, very important. So I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. 
especially you now as uh as you're transitioning into building with media yeah. you know building your client list and everything it's like you're on like your own island and there's no one you you have to hold yourself accountable you have to do everything on your own so there's a lot of thoughts doubts self-belief especially like in, in, as we talk about entrepreneurship right you're going on this narrow road where it's very lonely and you're looking for the light in front of you like it's dark i'm like okay where is that next light let me follow it and then you pass that light then it's darkness again then you gotta find the next light and in that path doing that to find the next light there's so many convoluted ideas and thoughts which like make you doubt yourself which make you feel as if you're inadequate that you're not going to be worthy like worth of the task right yeah and talking about like i think this transitions well into you know talking about therapy and entrepreneurship bro like how has that really helped you with like your state of mind and your frame of mind with how you approach your business man it's helped me like i couldn't put a dollar on it you know that's mm-hmm. been super helpful i think this that this podcast you know my network has helped me immensely you know it keeps you accountable it keeps you in tuned you know you can get you know the I, people call it monkey brain where you're all over the place mentally and you're starting to feel overwhelmed and you don't have anywhere to dump all this feeling, you know, somewhere. So being in therapy has definitely helped me become a better entrepreneur because you need to be able to process and deal with your emotions. You know, entrepreneurship is, I think, like 80% mental, you know, the discipline you have, your ability to um, problem solve, your ability to deal with people's emotions, you know, not only does it help me deal with my emotions, but it helps me deal with other people's emotions as well. Right, mm-hmm. because you need to understand what people are going through, and when you uh, train yourself, it helps you learn what others are doing as well, what others are experiencing. So you can see yourself and others to have empathy to be able to say, "All right, they're doing this now. I this is how I can react to it to help them." You know, mm-hmm. especially with clients. You know, people are dealing with a lot with COVID nineteen, a lot with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So in order to help them best. Use a cup from an empathetic standpoint. So being able to actually talk to that has been super helpful. So yeah, therapy, I couldn't suggest it more to anybody. Uh, and as well, you know, my, my saying, you know, your, your business is not your self-worth. And that is a yeah, consistent thing, phrase. you know. Yeah. So, you know, that, that consistently happens with me, consistently, mm-hmm. where I start putting my self-worth in my business. And... It's just a constant battle to not do that, especially as a man, because we're taught to think that our self-worth is in our money, you know? Mm-hmm. So if your business is what makes your money, then, and your money is what your self-worth is, then if you start making money, your self-worth goes up, and if your money goes down, your self-worth goes down, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to be able to challenge that to be able to problem solve, so, yeah. So talking about self-worth, right? If you are an entrepreneur, because every single thing that you do every single day is tied to your business, this is your calling, this is what you do, this is what you're creating. So it's super hard to detach yourself from that because it's what's on your mind every single day and it takes on your identity. How do you suggest someone to detach their self-worth from their business and what should they attach their worth to? Because if that's what you're building yourself from it, like, you know, just to like offer you some, like, you know, other side of the spectrum, if I'm coming from nothing and I'm using uh, my guide towards building something to build up myself, to build up my worth in, in life, to be seen as a person of status. Now you're saying don't attach yourself worth to that. How do you detach yourself when that is what makes you who you are. That's what makes your brand. That's what makes you who you are across everybody. And it's what's like made you happy because it's allowed you to provide for your family. It's allowed you to provide for yourself and build a future. If business is not what makes you happy, it's the result of that what makes you happy. You know, um, if I spend 10 minutes with my mom, that's going to make her happy. You know, that's not my business. You know, I create, I've created something that can give people happiness. And the result of that can bring me happiness. The business itself does not make me happy. does not make me happy. So, and with that standard, when people, 
give you praise for your business or when your business is making money, your self-worth can um, can be attached to that and that will inflate it. But when your stock makes money, then your self-worth will, you know, decrease. Mm-hmm. So you put, it puts yourself at a vulnerable state because if you do that, then as soon as you make a bad decision, which will happen, it's inevitable. You're going to make a bad decision in your business. You're going to take it out. Then your self-worth is going to start flying down and you can't ha- you can't ma- manage to have that. So um, that's where I think it, it, you need to think about is what defines me as a person. It's not the, just the business. It could be a part of it, but it's not just that. You know, it's how are you as a family person? How, how are you as a friend? How are you as, you know, a partner? Those are the the overall things it's a holistic thing that makes you as a person it's not just one aspect of it you know because then you know when you are retired and your business is done you sell your business then what you know you just sold yourself Mm -hmm. right so that's the things that i think people need to think about is who they are um both in and outside of your business that that can provide the context to to not have your business as your self-worth so yeah, even just to share my side of things on that. And I've said this story, uh, I think I, I said it last year or early on when we were starting like the podcast together, the transition from going to Sneaker Deck and then moving to what's next. And remember, like I was going through like this e-commerce phase with these different, uh, these B-Stock at the time, Living Crate. But at the time when Sneaker Deck stopped, I was in this feeling of, I felt naked, meaning that, I felt exposed, meaning like I could not see myself as what else do I have to offer other than being in business or being an entrepreneur. And it was so hard for me to adjust. And I remember this feeling of restlessness. I was in my room like, you know, this is back in the Casimir days in the basement, you know, me and like my roommates and everything. And it's summer. I have nothing to work on. Uh, Everybody's doing their thing. I'm like working a good life and I'm like, man, is this what it's all about? Because school's over and now I'm just working my part time job, a good life and I'm here at home and I'm thinking like, Rod, like, what is it that I'm about? And that's when I started feeling this pressure of creating something. And I was creating with things that were not really in line with what makes me happy. Like I was just in line with like, okay, I need a business to make me feel as if like I'm important or I have worth or I'm seen as still someone who's building and grinding. And looking back then, looking back from where I'm at right now and back then, I was like, man, I could have easily just taken a break and taken a step back and really thought things through. And it's those bad decisions of going in. it. I remember I told you, like, I spent like thousands of dollars on e-commerce and ads when I shouldn't have just like, you know, sat on that quid and like thought about what to do next. It could have been the podcast. It could have been investing in this but that's here nor there because you need to go through those lessons to learn but it taught me that feeling where i felt like so sad i felt like man i felt like a failure too bro because i'd started like several businesses and none of them had like even like remotely like sneaker deck was a success but the the image i had seen of success of what it could have been was not there so i was attaching my worth to that so when it dropped down i and like of course like winning the awards winning everything I was like, raw, like, how do I bounce back from this? Right. And that's what gave me that pressure to like, okay, let's launch this e-commerce site. Let's start this e-commerce business or not that I hate e-commerce, but I just felt like it wasn't connecting to me. It felt like I was, you know, forcing it, you know, like when I was talking about power versus force, power comes from within, meaning like you're true to like your beliefs and you're working through that. And then force is like, you're just trying to fit like a square in a circle. And that's what I was doing because as what you're saying, man, like I was attaching my worth to something that like business to who I am. Like, oh, and Osende, if you say anyway, oh, that guy's a grinder. He's a hustler. He's a whatever. Like, but who am I outside of that? And I think through this podcast, it's like been allowing me to reflect on that and also like figure out like what more do I have to offer other than business uh, what more do I want to do? Is it travel? Is it uh, doing other hobbies? Like, what other hobbies do I have? Like, you know, like golf is one of those things that I'm trying to get better at. 
because uh, now I don't play basketball anymore. So I'm just like trying to figure out more of myself and learning. And it's actually crazy that I'm going through this at 27 when I should have been doing it at 20 from when I started my entrepreneurial career, like at 18, like 18 to now have attached my worth to business, bro. Crazy. Like, man, this feels therapeutic, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking about therapy, talking about therapy and I'm like talking about, man, like, I don't know. I don't know who I am outside of like building businesses and being an entrepreneur because that's what I've attached myself to. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the the tripwire that I'm starting to find is that especially now working from home, you can literally work on your business all day. Yeah. day. All day, right? Where before you could be the person who's working at Starbucks, who's, you know, working at the WeWorks, the co-working space, building your own thing. But now you're at home. So you can literally spend from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep on it. And that can make you wrap your whole self within it. So if it goes up, it goes up. And once it goes down. You go down. You go really down. And that's the that's the threat. That's the the, mm-hmm. the tripwire that you really have to, you know. Um I like Charlemagne had a had a phrase, if you live by the praise, you die by the booze. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. So, but so, you know, speaking so question of, of that, right? Pray, okay, go ahead. Um how does someone mm-hmm. if you have mastered this detaching yourself well I have not. It's a work in progress from what I'm seeing. What are three things that you can offer to someone who is an entrepreneur who's building like the e-commerce business or any business at all to detach themselves from their detaching the self-worth from what they're building? Uh, measure your self-worth holistically, for one. That's like I think the most important. Measure yourself holistically. So it is not just in your business, but in you, you as a person, your personality, you the way you treat the people around you in your business and outside your family, your parents, your friends, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's the most important one. Um, recognize that what's happening is happening to the business that is an entity, you know, and not to you, the, the ship, the captain of the ship. Right. So recognize that if, so, if your ship reaches its destination, then that's a win. But it, and if your ship, uh, reaches an iceberg, your ship is reaches an iceberg, but not you, right? So that's the, the real difference, I think. It's not even a three thing. It's more like a that one, that one really, exactly. or maybe two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I would think, you know, some people need to realize that it's the ship that you're steering and not mm-hmm. you that you're steering. So, yeah, I put it like that. Speaking of ship, man, and speaking of uh, something that is getting praise, the Dogecoin Doge. is getting a ton of praise. You know what I'm saying? You're on the Dogecoin right now. I know you're investing in it. You, you, Doge, you got in. Doge Army, baby. Talk to me, bro. How are you feeling Doge about Army. the Dogecoin so, right now? A couple of wildcard episodes ago, we spoke about this is what happened with GameStop. And you asked me, you're like, hey, yo, are you getting into Doggy Coin? Are you getting into, at the time, we didn't even know how to, you know, we don't have to pronounce doggy. the name like Doggy. Yeah, yeah. It's like Doge. You said Doggy. I said Doggy. <laughs> Oh, bro, it, it was it was so harmless. That's like I, I don't think you meant it as like yo, don't like you're calling it, but like what is this thing? Doggy coin, Doge, Dodge. You know, you're trying to figure out the pronunciation. I don't think mm-hmm. we called it doggy, but for jokes, we called it doggy at the time, right? So at the time, I was like, hey, look, this whole GameStop thing, it just shows you like how the market swings. You don't know what makes the market go like this. It's also, I mean, uh, GameStop had fundamentals like why people were doing it, but with dogecoin it was seen as a meme coin it said as a joke and when i looked at it i was like hey man i'd rather invest in bitcoin ethereum and etc at the time i was like ah man i don't know enough about it to like put my money behind it so lately i've been really about the doge i have been i've been about the doge the the, the doggy and everything and simply because i feel like one i'm not gonna lie it's a little bit of fomo Right. I, I don't want to miss out on on something. And two, I think the reason why uh, Doge is picking up the way it's picking up steam is because if you look at other like coins out there, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tron, uh, 
Litcoin, whatever. They all have like a purpose behind it. It's all serious. A lot of people are like offering it as an altcoin to it becoming a Bitcoin. Hey, you didn't get on Bitcoin before or Ethereum. Hey, here's like an altcoin that you can get in now. You can buy 5,000 of them. And hopefully in about 10 years, five to 10 years, it could be worth like 30, 40 bucks and you can recoup some of that money. The thing with Doge, though, is that it's seen as the coin of the people, meaning that all these guys like started it out as a joke. Right. And now it's seen as like, okay, now that there's no pressure or anything about it, it's causing more people to rally behind it. And you compare these these other coins like Tron specifically they were trying so hard to get it to like $2, $3. They were getting celebrity endorsements all about it because they're like, okay, we need people to rally behind this coin so we can drive up the price. The thing with Doge, though, is that a lot of people are now seeing it as just like, hey, this is a fun coin. This is like a, it's like a meme coin. And the fact that that comes without it, it's kind of like you're revolting against the establishment of what like the true... Uh, cryptocurrency market is all about like people are serious about it and this is like now the other side of it and i compare it to like you know like you know um i think graham stefan on youtube said it perfectly it's like when will rogers won his presidency at the time meaning that he came in as like playing it as a joke he's like hey you know what i'm just gonna run for the sake of it i'm not even trying to win and by him trying not to win it actually allowed people to feel relatable to him and feel closer to him as he's the man of the people and he ended up winning. So Doge is taking this lightheartedness side of crypto and people are resonating with that and want to have fun with it. And that's why it's like rallying behind it. That's why even Elon Musk, he knows it's a joke, but he is all about the Doge because it's fun. It's not like Litcoin or whatever because these guys are like, we're going to get to whatever. But the Doge founders are not even part of the coin anymore as they were before. They're just kind of like, hey, we made this a fun thing. It is what it is. And now it's picking up steam. And now you're seeing a lot more use cases being developed for Doge. And it's actually being taken as a serious cryptocurrency now. Yeah, Mark Cuban invested a oh, ton bro, in it, right? He probably like eight, eight. This guy's on YouTube. Like the guy I told you earlier. He maxed out all his credit cards at like close to 20 grand. And now he's at two and a half million. And tonight on SNL, right? When you guys are listening to this, like Elon Musk would have gone on SNL. And everybody's going to be looking at their portfolio tonight, like refreshing, refreshing. And if he mentions Doge Mm -hmm. at least like a couple of times, bro, the thing will pass like a dollar. Like it might be at like 110. And then it's going to come back. But it's going to stay within like the 70 cents range after SNL. But people just want to get a dollar and then cash out. So, oh, you think that's the Everyone output for everybody? Is, dollar, that, is the like, dollar? People But like, imagine when this thing was like worth nothing, man. You just like put like, you, you could have been putting a hundred bucks at the time and you've gotten like 700, 800 coins. And now like it touches like a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 a come up for some people. That's a fact. That's definitely come up, man. And, honestly, and this is why I'm I don't get, get it, bro. Why are you so it. like? Why aren't you not about it? Like, like you know, let me try fifty bucks at least. I'm not letting the FOMO get to me. You know, I want to practice. Not letting FOMO get to me. I want to stick to my standards. Right now, I'm investing in Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, a few stocks, uh, a few ETFs, and that's it. I want to keep it very simple. Stick to the basics. You know, one track mind, and get to the money that what way. If that's, Doge, that's my mindset. What if Doge right becomes now. something legit? And do you feel like you'll be kicking yourself if it becomes five bucks when you could have bought it at eighty cents? Nah, you know, cause, cause I made the decision, you know, and I'm gonna live with it, you know. Like for instance, I, I, I told you before that, you know, I had this idea of, you know, way back when that guy sold the pizza to, um, made it buy the pizza in with Bitcoin. Uh, I had, I got, I saw that video go live on YouTube way back when, 
And I was like, yo, I should make some, I should tell my client to take money in, in Bitcoin as well. And he sells high end suits. So that would have been 4,000 Bitcoin at the time. What year? Right. Which is what year was this worth, again? Like, I don't even know how much money that was. This is like 2012, 2013. Yeah, get, give some it context. Like, it was that very story, easy. Like, just like not very, it's very early, like- very early on. So, got you. So, w- years and years ago, uh, a, a guy made a YouTube video about the mm-hmm. in, about the uh, early stages of Bitcoin, where he was trying to find ways of purchasing Bitcoin in the real world. And at the time, Bitcoin was uh, bubbling, and there was a lot of hype around it. So, uh, I noticed that whichever business mentioned Bitcoin, that it was accepting Bitcoin. Uh, their sales would, would skyrocket. So as a marketer, I was like, all right, I should put my clients on this so they could reap those benefits. And I thought that idea, but I was like, eh, he's kind of old. So maybe not. It might be a hard sell, right? And at the time, he sold like a pizza for 18 Bitcoin. He was selling it like a one-to-one ratio to the US dollar at the time. It was Or something similar to that. So if I was to do that and had introduced Bitcoin to my client at the time, he would have sold, maybe he would have, if he could have sold one suit, one suit, and he sells four to five suits a day at the time, that would have been 4,000 Bitcoin. You know, 4,000 Bitcoin. And that's a lot of money now, right? (laughs) How much is that? Like, if we do the math, let's let's say 62K. Yeah. 4,000. Exactly, sixty-two k times four thousand. How much is that? What's a quarter a quarter billion, bro? <laughs> a quarter billion, you know. So he would have been laughing. Yeah, Two hundred forty-eight million. He would have been eating, bro. He would have been living on bridal path, you know, those areas. So, you know, and I look back at that. I'm like, listen, man. If my uncle had a vagina, he'd be my auntie. It, you can't live by the ifs or and if woulda coulda shouldas can't live by that you gotta just keep moving forward that's how i live my life gary v says uh he talks about how he could have invested in uber like how many times has he given that story Mm -hmm. and then he offers a actually great perspective he says look i could have invested that 200k into uber but i bought an apartment for my family and i and let's say when i did that now i'm taking a trip with travis and garrett who are like the founders of uber to south africa and i get hit by a truck so there's like a different spiral of like different decisions you make, which could have actually ended up in catastrophe. It could have been the end of your mortality, like your mortality. You're faced it right then and there. So it's it's when you put things like that, it gives you perspective. You're like, you know what? I'm actually on the actual divine path that I was supposed to be on. But still you feel that loss of like, man, if I had made that decision, I could have had 100K. And I also had one of those opportunities, bro. Like I remember I had about $10,000 and I decided to like, you know what, let me just start investing this, you know, pay off my whatever. And there's like one stock, which I just caught on. It was like a dollar at the time. So I invested money in it. It rallied up to four bucks. But then I remember that night I was like, man, if I just invested like 5k in it like this is how your mind works like you start thinking like man if i just put in this much money in it i don't like me like 70k right and you beat up yourself for it and now you're like chasing the dragon getting that feeling of hey let me get that feeling of the high i think everybody's always chasing that like high of i just got like 300k by just this one move right and every single day you're trying to get that one move and that was like the GameStop debacle right everybody saw like the gold rush it's like let me get in this let me whatever because life is so hard bro that you're just trying to get that one time where you can just eat and just like yes i can at least alleviate some pressure i've got like 50 60k in my pocket i know my my boy my boy did gamestop he got like 40k and he'll probably never have another opportunity like that for some time in the market so it's a win or a lose. It's like either like you play, you win, you play, you lose, or you just watch and you just time your opportunity, which is like more calculated with less risk, which is, as you said, ETFs, Bitcoin, Ethereum, solid fundamentals, high upside, 
just wait it out. Exactly. Uh, how was GameStop for you? Because you got in with GameStop. Did you end up selling? Like, what was your conclusion? Uh, no, I didn't end up getting GameStop. Like, uh, oh, you did? I got oh, into, I thought you got it. No, it, it was the other stocks like Nokia, uh, AMC. AMC I made about like 120 bucks, but that was it. Nothing really gotcha. like you can flash like on Twitter, like, oh my God, like, I, I, I made, want, I made a I killing. Made, I made a killing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, Wait. yeah. But I desire that time, bro. Like, I desire making a killing in the market. But if you look at historically the market, you can't win like that. It's, it's super hard. You just got to be mm-hmm. smart about it and just eat slowly. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, so, what else is new with you, man? What's been on your mind lately? Um, you know, we're seeing the growth of podcasting. Oh yeah, with platforms getting subscription uh, tiers into it, built into it. You know, yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on it. You know, we're building hustle over everything. Now we're seeing Spotify, Apple bring in. You know, you can actually get your audience to pay. How do you see that uh, shaping out in you know the coming years? Man, I've been telling you that like we should make our audience pay more. You know, if you guys don't know, we are on Patreon, so make sure you go subscribe to us on Patreon. You know, um, honestly, I think it's the loss of the big guys, the Andrew Schultz's of the world, the Joe Buttons of the world. They're looking at that and saying, "Oh, there's a trend here. We need to deal with that," and they're making decisions for that so they don't lose the artists, the creators who can make that move to Patreon. So people who have the hardware will stay on Apple, will stay on Spotify because those are the big Krakens right now. There's still a barrier to go from Apple to go to Patreon, right? So Apple instinctively saying, hey, let's try and kill Patreon by uh, having this you know, new model to get people to stay on the platform. At the end of the day, the goal is to keep people on the platform. You know, they're measured by the average revenue per user. So if they can get people on the platform for longer, then why not? Like I said, I predict everyone's going to get into podcasts. Netflix is going to be, is going to have podcasts on their, on their show soon, on their, on their show, on their platform soon. They already have, um, I think, okay, now listen, mm-hmm. right? With, um, Scotty Beam. How's the Scotty Beam, man? I think she's probably one of the biggest, one of the top five black women creators on the planet, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that's the real the real thing, that getting more people to stay on the platform. That's the goal because, you know, people, everyone got to eat. Everyone got to get creative with the way they're making money. So, honestly, I think that, you know, we, sh- we should start creating a subscription soon, but we can talk about that offline, man, exactly how we're going to do that because yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, man. And, and that's the thing with Patreon, right? It's like asking... The, the, the whole thing about Patreon is like getting someone to go sign up for Patreon and then subscribe to you on that. It's The behavior is just like new to them. Like, okay, what is Patreon? Like, how does it work? How's my money going to be coming out? Am I even going to be going to Patreon to watch this stuff? So it's like for the super, super, super diehards. But for the casual listeners who just want to, hey, I support Alex and Owen on their podcast and I'm already on Spotify. Boom. Like I'll pay. It's already part of my Spotify subscription. I can just add it on top of that. It's already on my card. I know it's tiered to this and that and that. Boom. Keep it moving. So I see the benefits of of that i think where apple needs to get better at is creating that platform which shows you the subscription behind it like how many subscribers do you have right like people want to know these things especially when you go to advertisers you want to know there's how many subscribers we have you can say downloads but how many people are subscribed to your show which i think apple is going to get better at and uh develop it's crazy bro like apple's been in podcasting for so long but it's just been like a little side project for them they're like all right guys here's podcasting you can do this thing and it was such a it was they didn't really think much of it but now podcasting is like the new thing right and you know i kind of hate it bro you know why because every time i say i ha- i i podcast i have a podcast 
I'm now seen as like the people who are just trying to hop in this wave. But like I've been about podcasting like from 2017. I, I didn't take it as serious, but I was doing it. Right. And I just don't want to look as if like a guy who's following the trend. All right. The trends, the trends yeah. bro. Like I, I, I hate it. I hate that, man. It's even like with entrepreneurship. Like you say someone, I'm a tech entrepreneur. You're not put in a place where now they think that you are following along with like whatever. That's with podcasting. And now like, oh, you're just like another podcaster who just started podcasting because of the pandemic. Like, come on, yo, pay some respects. You've been doing it before the pandemic. The pandemic just got to us, you know? Well, for, for when we started, we started literally right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is crazy because now everybody's starting because of the pandemic. But now you've been rocking for a minute. You have been on the podcast way for a minute. So definitely got to give you your respect. Yeah, man. Most and you know what? Just to share this with you, man, I actually don't know why I started podcasting, to be honest with you. I really don't know how really? I really don't know how I got here. It was more of a I think I was listening to a lot of Tackstone, Brilliant Idiots, uh, The Read, um, Comeback Jack, R.I.P. You listen to The Read? Yeah. I didn't even know I that. I was listening Same to word. like the whole Loudspeakers Network podcasts. Yeah. God, yeah, Premium Pete yeah, Show. I was like religiously, every, like, bro, I was listening to podcasts more than songs. So a lot of people used to be, man, like, you should get into podcasting because you're always like sharing positive vibes and messages. And well, you know what? Let me give it a shot. That one morning, I just woke up and I got an Anchor ad. This one, Anchor was just brand new. They hit me with it. I'm like, oh, let me check it out. I was like, oh, you can start a podcast. You get pushed out into our platforms. Boom, let's do it. And started with it. People were like, yo, yo, yo I kind of like it. And it just kept me going and going and going and going. Then after Sneaker Deck and all that debacle was over, I was like, all right, let's start this podcasting thing and just take it serious. You know what is interesting is um, even Facebook and I was getting into the podcast space. I don't know if you, if you know this, but I think Facebook is gearing up to have podcasts live on the platform. Because like I said, you know, an hour on the pa- on the platform, that's a lot of time for ads. It's a lot of time for um, companies to make money. So, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing all of the companies move. So I think we're at a good position right now. If you don't have a podcast, I think it's it's a necessary thing for your business because you don't even have to have a long podcast like we do. You can have one for a minute, fifteen minutes, et cetera, et cetera, where you can, you can even batch a few um, and just have a scripted, you know, ten minute podcast where you just talk about something specific and get mm-hmm. out of there and have that dropped once a week and have that as a lead gen model for your business. It's an easy strategy, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on it just because they think it's either too much work or they don't want to join the trend because they have some type of ego. But yeah, put your ego aside and come mm-hmm. join us. It's it's, it's 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 good on this side, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see how so, it grows. you hear about Amazon? Amazon, Amazon. No, no, no. Most What's definitely. going on there? So, yo, Amazon just paused their Prime Day event because of the COVID outbreaks they're having. So it's, it's Prime Day. Getting interesting. Prime Day is like when they like um, yeah, Prime Day. all Prime members get like a major deals on stuff on Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, reading, reading CTV right now, Amazon pauses Prime Day event in Canada amid COVID-19 outbreaks at warehouses. So, you know, it's an interesting thing that, you know, with COVID, we're all at home ordering online, but the people who are in those warehouses are, are mm-hmm. working hard, you know. So, yeah, it's, un- it's unfortunate. And speaking of, of, of that, though, which businesses do you see going crazy once the pandemic opens? Who do you see making the biggest bounce? You know, you know when you ever ask me these questions, I'm so, like, unprepared, bro. <laughs> because you know like i'm just thinking like you know yeah man i'll let you take the lead on this because i can't really think of like a business that's gonna like just snap once the pandemic and when is the pandemic over right is it a year from now like when is it truly Mm. over what really establishes the pandemic is over now is it like when we don't when we're not wearing masks anymore and like everybody is essentially vaccinated yeah, I think that's it. Is when everyone's vaccinated, so they can mm-hmm. start business again. 
then they'll have the means to. Well, once actually, I think once the airports is completely mm-hmm. open, then I guess we could say the pandemic is over. Actually, that's actually a tough question. I don't think that's right either. I feel like once everything is back open, every last thing is back open, then so it's like the, the status of over. pre-pandemic. Like we can go to the restaurant, we can chill at the patio. We can go to like we can fill up the arena. We can actually go watch a raps game. You get me? That is like I I associate exactly, that with the pandemic exactly. is over. Like when I see people at the Scotia Bank Arena with no masks and it's at full capacity, <laughs> now I'm like, okay, we're back. That's what I associate with like we're back. Exactly. Now. Exactly. Um, what was I saying? We were talking about the pandemic and. Yeah, I think Airbnb is going to come back strong, stronger than ever. I think Airbnb is, like, I think I might have to purchase mm-hmm. some Airbnb stock because they're going to kill once the mm-hmm. pandemic opens up, for sure. And the thing is, for I've sure. heard they've been actually doing way, they've been performing better during the pandemic than they were like just pre-pandemic. I don't know about better, but I think they, they bounced back. They figured out some ways, like they do like some virtual events, they do like experiences, they've, they found ways to, to make money throughout the, the pandemic. You know, this is just me speaking off the top of my head, freestyling, but I definitely think that they're figuring, figuring out ways to, to, you know, still keep a profit through the pandemic. So I think they're going to really thrive though. Once the, once people can travel again, Airbnbs are going to like start booming. Um, like not like we've never seen before. Just thinking about it, like you know, we're thinking about going to to the states, to to Florida or, or yeah. Atlanta or something like that. Where are we gonna stay? Mm-hmm. We're gonna stay in Airbnb most likely instead of a hotel. Yeah, Atlanta, you know, Georgia, so. bro. That's where it's at. Yeah, man. Like it's it's open, open all the way. Florida's open all the way. There's there's like concerts going on right now. It's insane. That's, that's what I think is the yeah. That's the thing is, is the worst thing. Miami, is, bro. Is a uh, Seeing the rest of the world open up right now, like how are you feeling mentally with with that? Seeing the world open up, and we here chilling, dog, dog. I'm just kind of like, I'm seeing guys in the gym lifting, like in the gym doing their thing, and I'm like, yo, I'm here at home with my kettlebell. I'm seeing guys like mm-hmm. Io, those, Shout out you know, Io, the guys we met at Afrotech, they're partying it up. Yeah, they're partying, they're eating, they're like living that festivals. I'm seeing like, you know, you got those uncles in the barbecue, like when you see Maz with the black gloves on mm-hmm. and they're barbecuing, you know, it's serious. So I'm seeing them living like that. I'm seeing all like the honeys just out, just having like a vibe in ATL. I'm like, yo. And I look out my window. <laughs> it's like gloomy as hell. It's all locked down. There's, there's no word. And even the weather, like the weather out. right now in May is gloomy as hell. Like the weather's on quarantine here too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I'm just like, uh, yeah. I'm an unsatisfied customer. The sun is masked. Exactly. The sun is masked. I'm an unsatisfied up, customer with Canada right now. You know, I put this post earlier on my IG of uh, is Canada at risk for brain bleed? Right? And everyone voted, not everyone, but most people voted yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I voted yeah, yes. I, I'm like, I voted to your thing. I think yes, we're too. actually in a bit of trouble right now because I think a lot of people are sensitive. Like, listen, the real estate's expensive. The opportunities are starting to dry up. I don't have any kids. Why am I here? You know? And Florida's opened mm-hmm. up. Atlanta's opened up. Houston's opened up. Why not just go there for three months, see if I can find something? And yeah, like, see see what I can do. You know, so I, I think we're at trouble of, of a brain bleed right now. Yeah, man. You know, um, with our new working class economy. Because, and the thing is, too, is that I think it's, it's very interesting is how are people going to, like, monitor, like, if I go to states right now, right, and, and work virtually in Canada, how does that work? You know, like... Do I get taxed as a Canadian now? Do I get taxed as an American? Um, it's an interesting thing because you can work virtually worldwide. If you go, yeah, if you go virtually, I think it just has to be like your place of residence and like where like your work, like where you're employed from. Like, you know, so when, I think 
this is just me shooting off the top of my head, but when you're employed, you're filling out your T your T fives and everything for your tax documents. So when they're paying you, they're okay. You're under the Ontario laws, like you're paying tax laws under Ontario. So you'll be paying Canadian. But the thing with us, man, we can go to the States and we can stay up to six months without a visa. Six months? So we're like on visiting. So we go there. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So six months, if you like leave the country for some time, um, you have to come back in. So you you keep your status if you don't have like a, a work visa or whatever. So if we go to the States, right, we can go there for two months. And I'd like when we're crossing the border where the airport, like, hey, this is what's the nature of your trip? We're going to be here for two months. Then we're coming back to Canada um, and whatever. So we can do that. We can go to Miami. We can go to Atlanta. Um, we can go to Texas, ch- chill for a bit, like still keep our status here. Wait till things cool down. And then we're back back to Canada. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, like, like you know, bro, bro, bro. You know what I read? Like, <laughs> when I just said that whole speech right now. I just like I'm like, what the hell are we not doing that? I'm just like, why am I here? exactly, bro? I, I I was walking outside today. I was like looking at them. I was like, man, this is so shit. It's like, and I'm just. <laughs> this is this is so shit, bro. And I'm just like, man, I need to be in Miami, bro. I need to be in South Beach or something like that. I can't I can't do yeah. this anymore. Yeah. This is so crap. Like what's the point of living downtown if you can't even like, like Yeah, exactly. Live? The whole point of moving to the city was for the opportunity and the experience. You know? And when both of those go, why am I still here? Right? So honestly, and the thing is when I thought about that, I was like, man, if I'm thinking this, everyone's thinking this. And this must be like the consistent thought with everybody. No wonder people are doing, you know, secret parties, secret house parties, and everything because they people they're are, fed people up. Are fed up. They are fed up. I saw I saw one person do a whole stripper party in their basement in, uh, on Six Brothers, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> holy, it's nuts out here!" So, yeah, man. The thing is, though, only thing people are trying yeah, to find. Exactly, the exactly. Thing. only thing for me is that I have asthma, you know, and and COVID mm. is a asthma attacking virus, you know, so that's the only thing that makes me nervous is that like, hey, if I go there, I'm putting myself at a risk risk, you know, like <laughs> I'm gambling with, mm. with, with life. You are you risk know? risk. So that's yeah. the only thing. So, yo. Let me ask you this, bro. So one thing that I've been noticing is a lot of people, once they get their COVID vaccine, they feel compelled to share mm-hmm. that they got vaccinated. Um, it's starting to feel like a religion that getting vaccinated is a thing. So what are your thoughts on people, you know, sharing on social media that they got vaccinated? I think that's fine. Okay. Explain to me the religion part. Okay, so the vaccine, like, think about it, bro. Like, whenever you got vaccinated for uh, mm-hmm. some other thing, it's just like, boom, like, you go on, you do whatever. There's no need to, like, share that you got, like, vaccinated or something like that. But, like, now COVID, it's creating, like, a culture of now we are sharing, like, got vaccinated or whatever. And... People who haven't gotten vaccinated or who have thoughts, I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I see the the use case of the vaccine, but I'm unsure yet. I'm not going to, like, get the vaccine yet. I'll wait it for a bit and then I'm going to go do it. Right. So there's like a lot. There's there's, there's people who are hesitant and then there's people who are like, I'm about it. I'm going to go do it and whatever. There's two sides to the story. So now you have the vaccinated people or who are like a hundred percent on board with like getting it right away. They're not looking down on the people who are still unsure of whether to get uh, the vaccine or not. They're like, I don't know about it. I'm going to wait and see about it. Like I'm not comfortable getting the vaccine yet. And they have a right to feel like that because they've been okay. They've been healthy. They've been doing their part. They've been wearing a mask. I'm like, man, I'm like, okay right now. Like, what am I really curing if I haven't, if I've been out with a lot of people and I haven't gotten it, 
I haven't gotten COVID. So now you have the vaccinated people who or who are not getting the vaccine, who have gotten the vaccine or who are planning on getting it. They've made arrangements for it. They are now looking down on people who are still iffy about it. Right. Meaning like now, like there's like a group of people who have like this energy towards people who are like unsure about it. They're like, why are you not sure about it? Just get the vaccine. Like it's like a feeling of like now, like they're pressuring the people who are on the fence to get Mm -hmm. the vaccine. So that's why I call it like it's taking like a religious kind of like feeling to it, Mm -hmm. like like a cult like way of things of going about it. And when I see people promoting, oh, I got vaccinated, I feel like now it's adding that pressure to people who are not vaccinated or who are still hesitant mm. about it. Uh, it's not like they're anti-vaxxers. Like, I'm not saying that like that. Like, they they understand the nature of vaccines. But they have a right to feel as if, man, this has been under a year. This thing is like I'm being told to get this vaccine. I haven't felt sick. I haven't done whatever. I'm going to wait it out. I'm going to feel it out for a bit. So now they're getting pressure from the other side to do that. And yesterday, I was just kind of like walking around and and this kind of made me feel like this. And I was coming upstairs and one of my neighbors, we were coming up together. We live on the same floor. And he looks at me. I'm about to go in the door. He's just like, oh, like, uh, have you made your arrangement for your like, like are you like oh like bro like when this, are you getting this casually whatever right that's a bit that's a bit much casually casually ask that's a bit much that's a bit much right I was kind of like yeah. hmm bro that's kind of I get you're worried but that's yeah. my business yeah for sure you get me like and and it kind of is like man see that's what I'm saying like now people just feel the need to like ask someone where they're standing in this vaccine spectrum it's kind of like politics. Oh, like, who are you with? They kind of like decide where you're at (laughs) socially so they can know to like whether to mess Mm -hmm. with you or not. And I've also seen it with dating, too. People are disqualifying people because they're not vaccinated Mm. yet. They're like, oh, like, you're not going out with me because you're not like vaxxed. You're like, I'm vaxxed and waxed or whatever. Like, that's like a line. People are like kind of making, you're like, I just can't wait to get vaxxed and waxed and I'm going to be out here like back in the mm. patio. Like, that's, you know, it's kind of taking a joke, joke thing like that, you know? So that's my beef with it. It's taking a political way of things where people are using it to see where you are standing on the spectrum of where we're in right now. All right. So for me, my perspective is a little bit different because I actually... I'm getting inside information from both sides of people in the government and people that are working at the nursing departments. So, like, I, I understand. First of all, actually, before we get into that, that person was very in a that was very in your business trying to ask for that for your vaccine mm-hmm. information. I feel like you don't have the right to ask somebody that you don't know. Like, yeah. you do, you don't know this person. I was speechless, yeah. bro. Yeah, like yeah. you asking for rent prices is a lot. You know, but ask what you're doing with your body. Oh, how much you pay? Yeah, your that's rent. a lot for for a neighbor to ask, right? But that's are you vaccinated or not? Is a bit weird. I think that's definitely mm-hmm. overstepping the boundary. For one, um, for me personally, when it comes to the vaccine, I get why people want to want to scream it out loud because it's so ready to be free. You know, I get why people were sharing on social media, and it is it is like like a marketing thing. You know, a vax and wax. I saw one that's um vaxed and ready to f. You know, um, I saw a few of those. So like, I get I get what you're saying about that. It's becoming political. It's becoming marketing. So yeah, I get it. Um, personally though, I can I can understand why people don't want to get it as well. It's 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 one of the most rushed vaccines we've ever seen in history. You know, mm-hmm. um. And as a black American, you know, I can see a lot of people having, or sorry, I, I can see why a lot of black Americans, pardon me, would have a lot of, you know, worries and doubts. Like if you look at the, you know, Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiments, 
Just yeah, the where they were shooting yeah. people up with syphilis. Like there, there has been a history of America using things like vaccines to, you know, endanger people. So I can understand why they'd have uh, apprehension to getting a vaccine. You know, and the thing is as well, especially for Canadians, that you know, right now we're in a stage where the government can't pay if everyone gets sick. You know. That's why we're on lockdown. That's my theory of why we're on lockdown. That's my own personal mm-hmm. theory, you know. So with that, you know, and the vaccine, if it to interrupt you, bro, real quick, um, that's that's an interesting point. Like the, the the they can't pay for everyone. Expand on that and just give more context, like background into what it means for someone who doesn't really understand. Well, we're all on OHIP, right? We, we're all, you know, mm-hmm. the, the contract that government has given to us is that, you know, there's a public healthcare system that if we get sick, we can go to the hospitals, right? But if the hospitals get overwhelmed, you know, what's going to happen? How are they going to make the proper arrangements if it, too much people are dying, if too much people are sick? The hospitals could get overwhelmed and that could, could you know, uh, destabilize the the, fre- the 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 you know the structure of of how we're operating with society, you know. So that's my theory. You know, uh, we're speaking in theories here, but uh, yeah, that's why I think we're still in lockdown. And whereas in Florida, they're like, hey, listen, we don't have that kind of contract with you, so we can be open if you get sick, you get sick, <laughs> you know. So so yeah, that's why I think. You know, we're still under lockdowns because they can't, the hospitals can't cover it. So we're one of the most popular, populated cities in the country. So that's why I think, like, we're still on lockdown because it's, it's a, if it spreads, and right now we have a, another variation of, of the, of the, of COVID-19, right? Is it the Brazilian variant or something? The European one. That that's a uh, super contagious. You can get it through like in your eyes and stuff like that. Apparently, like it's it's insane. Oh my yeah. God. So with that, it makes sense why the the government has to shut people down. Now I lost my train of thought on the other point though. What was I talking about on that point? Um, the rush vaccine. Yeah, the rush vaccine. Thank you. Uh, so with that, it makes sense why people could have apprehension to getting it. So I understand. Why, where they're coming from, but like when the time comes, I think I'm gonna get vaccine, bro. Like, a vaccinated part, part of me, I think I'm gonna get it because I, I want to go see my mom. No, she's not yet, she's not yet, you know. But, bro, the nursing situation is going crazy right now. Like, um, the right now, nurses are still getting paid the same salary or maybe like a like a, a smidge of a bump, whereas in the U.S., nurses are getting paid like, out the wazoo. Because there is um, this thing set in place, and it's unfortunate that like doctors are, are taking on nursing roles right now, but are getting paid doctor salaries, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate what's going on. I think there's definitely um, an opportunity to give better pay to nurses. So shout out to the nurses out there. But yeah, man. Yeah, that's what's going on. And getting these paid sick days, paid sick days here in Ontario. Yeah, so. that's another thing. Basic days need need People to be starving. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I was going on with that, man. Oh, man, what else we got? What else? What else is on, on your mind lately? That was it, man. That's like uh, one thing I just kind of felt like super bothered by is the need to promote that they got vaccinated and yeah, you know, some people might not be ready for it. Like I'm still like waiting for. A good time, just kind of. I just don't. I just. I just don't want to like rush into it, and you know, people are just so. There's like, yo, give me this shit. Like, let me move on with my life and let me go. And uh, yeah. people are like, ah, man. People are having side and effects. And then the problem is like, yeah, people. people are having side effects. Like the Johnson and Johnson one was causing some uh, blood clots. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people passed away taking the vaccine. Really? So, yeah. Wow. In there was like a city news TV story on it. Wow. That's Someone crazy. died from the vaccine. That's crazy. So, and this is city news TV, legit. Like, this isn't some blogger saying this. Or podcaster. So, like, I just don't, or podcaster. Like, 
I just don't like the division that vaccine vac- the vaccination process is making people feel, especially when I got ambushed by my neighbor, like if I'm vaccinated or not. Like Ross. Yeah, like that's 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 ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Jamie, can you look up City News TV story? Can you do that for me, please? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, um we need an online Jamie, bro. Without a doubt, without a doubt. We need some interns. Um yeah, man. It's just, it's just it's a crazy life we're living right now. But you know, we gotta entertain that thought, man. Like of, of getting out of here, having the the pod from, you know, Atlanta, Florida, Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. something like that. You know? You gotta, you gotta think about it. Has it has to be Miami, bro. Miami. I've been dreaming about like I don't know what it is about Miami. Yeah. I just see myself like with like my bun shirt like loose a little bit halfway, my chest ear out. Just vibes, bro. Yeah, vibes. yeah, yeah. You know it's <laughs> funny you say that. Um I was talking to Bernard and he's like, Yo, I have a house in Ber- in Miami. Oh no, in Florida, in Florida, in Tampa. You know, if you guys ever if you guys ready, just say the word. We got you. And I was like, Really? Really? <laughs> Fam, don't tease us with a good listen. I'll take you up on that, eh? And it's like, listen, man, yeah. it ain't nothing. And I was like, hmm. You know, but Tampa though, bro. Tampa is like it's nice, but it's not. I've never been to Tampa. What's Tampa I, like? I have no idea. You been to it's Tampa? Just a city, bro. But it's not it's, South Beach though. It's not South Beach. I hear that South Beach is overrated. You know, because it's so really? like tourists overran. You know. Yeah, that, that's that's the rumor I'm hearing from from people trying to go to Miami, you know. And, and and the thing is, I don't know if you were saying it yesterday, but people from or was it, uh, you know, Rodney Jeremy saying people from LA are coming to Toronto. Yeah, I was. I'm still shocked by that. Like right now, I saw like a big YouTuber, yeah, big YouTuber, like who's Canadian, was in LA, but she came down to Toronto. She moved back to the city. Who's that? Her name is like Tara Michelle or something like that. She was doing okay. like an apartment decoration type of thing. And I was like, oh, let me see like, you know, any ideas. And she was like, yeah, I came from L.A. and back in Toronto. I was like, oh. So like when Jeremy yesterday said that people from L.A. are coming back, I was so shocked. I was like, why? It's L.A. And and then another thing is like people are coming to Toronto. Americans want to come here. So mm. I'm like, what do you guys want to do here, man? This is this is whack. Well, it's currently, America, yeah, cur- currently, currently, it's wet. Currently, it's wet. Once we, yeah, once we open up back, the city's gonna be on the wave. You know, it sucks because mm-hmm. the city was on such a wave like last year and the year before. But what start can you getting do? our own energy. Like, yeah, of, like, you know how we aspire to be Americans. Americans were aspiring to aspiring be, oh, to be oh, us. To Toronto. Facts, yeah. facts. It makes you but, feel proud of being a Torontonian. Word. Speaking of which, speaking of um Toronto and the apartments, man, yo, Den has been killing it on those apartment tours. Have you seen those on YouTube? Yeah, the, the, the one he showed you, like apartments under three k or something like that. Yeah, they're like killing it. Shout out to Stefan Den, man. Shout out to Stefan Dennis. Pardon me, Den. Um, Dennis, pardon me. I keep saying because the name is Stefan Den, so I keep saying Dennis and Den. I keep mixing the two up, but Dennis, shout out to you, bro. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been like watching all of those like religiously. You know, so those have been really cool. Seeing what's actually out there, I'm thinking about moving myself. I can't wait to get out this condo. You know, we bought it out of the th- thinking that we're going to be in and out consistently, and now we're in only. So now you're in, and you need space, yeah. bro. I was exactly. also looking too. I'm like, yo, like I can get a den for the price I'm paying here, and it allows me to do my work. You know, I I feel like to be honest with you, bro. Even though I moved out from Casimir. I was in my room with my table in my room. And I feel like all day I'm spending time in my room and I sleep here. I like to separate divisions, have divisions. I have my bedroom, I have my living room, and I have my den where I work. That's work. That's podcasting. This is my bedroom. This is my sanctuary. I can go to bed. But I feel like I feel like I'm living in a new spot, but like it's still the same life I was living. Where I'm on my computer, my bed is behind me. You feel me? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but he's got you on spot, man. Listen, I can't. Your spot's pretty nice, I, man. Like, you got, I'm not. Bruh. That's why I'm not even saying much, bro. That's why I'm just mm-hmm. kind of quiet. I'm like, you know what? As much as I would like that, I am blessed to be here, bro. You get me? Facts. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. 
But listen, man, we giving y'all an hour. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, yo, make sure to check us out on Instagram if you haven't followed us already. You know, tap in at 247Hustler. On Twitter, it's at 27Hustlers. Make sure you cop some merch at hustleovereverything.co. You know what I'm saying? You know, make sure you support the brand. We got t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, merch, dad hats, notebooks. Mugs. Shower mugs. curtains. If you exactly. need like a shower, like a, like a bathroom mat, we got that. We got socks. Spring is mm-hmm. coming. We got raincoat there too. That's so, a fact. That's hey, a fact. We got everything you need, man. Word. But yeah. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the hustle is what you can control. So control your grind and control your life. I'm Alex. And I'm Owen. And that's Hustle Over Everything Podcast. Peace, y'all. Peace out. Oh. Thank you so much for listening. The conversation continues on our Instagram at 247Hustler. We post very frequently. And be sure to check out our merch at hustleovereverything.co. We have some amazing sweaters, hats, mugs, and a lot more. Lastly, our Proud to Pay program is linked in the description below. Thank you so much for your support. Talk to you next Monday. Peace.